Hey guys, it's Ashley Cooley. Welcome to the Bringing Up Baby podcast. Uh, this is a an extra, an extra episode, a bonus episode, I guess, if you will. Um, feels totally random, probably, because we haven't recorded in a little while. Um, and we will be back in the fall with a regular scheduled programming. Um, but this felt like I couldn't wait. Um, back a few months ago, I had a conversation with Wendy McCallum. We did an episode called Taking Care of You, which resonated with a lot of you as well. And we part of our conversation was um, cut out because um, I, I kind of feel like it just needs its own moment. It needs its own conversation. Um, I mean, we had plenty of moments in that episode. Uh, for those of you who have already listened to it, I know you know what I'm talking about. But but this is is different. We're talking a bit about infertility, but also a lot about just the, the kinds of feelings and thoughts that can come around with that. Um, and obviously, it, it is tied into our, our episode that we did. Um, but I, I did want to take this out and I did want to put it out on its own. And I I think it's, you know, it might have the same kind of impact for a lot of you where just this community, this connection, this feeling less alone, this knowing that other people are out there experiencing different things, but similar things. Um, and it, we don't share enough of it. And Wendy and I try to share, uh, both of us respectively, um, on our own podcasts and, and through our work what is what's come through that and and knowing that we you know we're not alone and we want to help support you in that journey so anyway have a listen um if this episode brings up any feelings for yourself around this issue um you know definitely please reach out to a health professional your doctor uh, a partner trusted loved one family friend um, it, it's, you know, it's important to talk about these things and it's, there's nothing to be ashamed of. And as Wendy would say, it doesn't mean we love our kids any less or we love anybody any less, but these things matter and it's important to pay attention. And so have a listen. Here it is. So when you were talking about infertility and, and that struggle there and then having your children, um, this is a conversation I have a lot with with parents. Uh, I, I struggled with some infertility myself before having my first daughter. We had a couple of, of pregnancy losses. Um, and so that was a very stressful time. I would say if I had to pinpoint one particular area of my life that maybe stuck got this ball rolling was probably then eight years ago. Um, and so just being able to think back on it. But I, I can very much remember, and I know some families... Uh, have shared with me this similar thing that we fought so long and so hard to get this family that now I feel like I don't have I can't complain this is what I wanted this is I wanted this life I always wanted to be a mother I always wanted to have more than one child or I always wanted to have this one child that was hard to get her or him um, and so now it's like I don't feel like I can complain to anyone I don't feel like I should ask for help because this is what I asked for but that is such the wrong way to think about it, isn't it? Oh yeah, that really resonates with me, Ashley. I remember feeling that way. I mean, I went through hoops to have my kids, mm. um, you know, and 
when I finally was, you know, cause I, that story that I told about having those, you know, being pregnant and adopting a baby. I mean, that never happens. I want to be clear yeah. about that because people will say, oh yeah, that I hear that happens all the time. And I'm like, that is so unfair to moms who are out there trying to have kids mm-hmm. to parents who are trying to adopt. That is not the way it normally works. It was very weird. And it just happened to, to work out that way. And also really weird that my son's birth mom was good with that because most, most birth parents are not interested in placing their baby, you know, giving this gift to a family, um, only to have them have a birth child seven months later. And so I was, I was just very, very lucky in those circumstances, but boy, did I ever feel that I felt like, wow, I got like doubly blessed here. And this was just, you know, I don't even know how I got all of this goodness. That's how I felt in that Mm. first year. But at the same time, I was physically exhausted. I never slept. I mean, my entire pregnancy, I was awake every night, all night. Imagine that now you're pregnant and you are awake every night, all night, because my son was not a great sleeper and I needed to feed him three times a night. So I was up all night, right up until I delivered my daughter. And I remember when I dropped my son off at his um, grandparents' house, because I knew I was going into, I was induced. So I knew I was going to go into labor soon. Uh, I was like heartbroken. I thought, how can I ever love another child? Like, where's the room going to come for this Mm. other child? And what am I going to, how's this going to affect this kid? And so then I had the two kids and I get, I'm in this like bubble in my brain where I need to be able to do all of this. And I should be grateful for every single thing, but you shouldn't, you don't need to be grateful for sleep deprivation. You don't need to be grateful for, you know, exhaustion and for your thyroid burning out and for, you know, your mastitis and or whatever it's called. Is it called mastitis? It's been yeah, so yeah. long. I had yeah. it. You yeah. don't need to be grateful for any of that stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it's just really, really important to remember in the context of this discussion around being grateful that it really is about those little things. And that's really what we want to focus in on in, in all of this. And it is totally okay to not, to get everything that you wanted and still not be feel fulfilled because you can't get everything you want from other people and things. Totally. It comes from totally. inside of you. And so, you know, if you're not taking care of yourself, you're never going to feel like you have everything. You're just not. And I think we miss that piece when we're talking to young moms. We don't talk to them about that. Like, mm. I wish I'd known that then because I felt like I should feel delighted, ecstatic, and just have all of the energy in the world because these two gifts have just been dropped in my lap that mm. I have been wanting for so, so long. And I went through all of these things to get here. Mm-hmm. But the truth is I hadn't dealt with some of the stuff that I needed personally, just as a human being. Um, and I couldn't get all of that from them. And I needed to figure out how to set aside that time to get some of that stuff for myself. And I did not do that. I really Mm. didn't do a good job of that. And that led to me becoming completely burnt out, totally disenchanted with my life and leaving a career. Um, you know, that was a pretty good career. I don't, I don't have regrets about it. I don't think it was the career for me for life. And I'm very happy doing what I'm doing now, but you know, it was a big, it was a big loss at the time to walk away from that job um, and to make those changes that we made. Yeah. Oh, it must've been, um, but a necessary change. And is, I, I kind of feel a little bit of this to the same when it comes to my story that, you know, there can, there can be those feelings of, of guilt or shame that like, I wish I had picked up on this sooner. And I, you know, think of all the things coulda, woulda, shoulda, but 
the reason for doing all of this is just sharing your story. I think there's so much value in just your story, but the work that you've created around that and from where you came from and that you're bringing all of that to everybody. Uh, I feel like I'm, I'm trying to do the same. I went through so much as a new mom and as mom of young kids. And I happened to have this background in health promotion and started, it was all kind of coming together. I didn't work in this field at all for 10 years. I was working in a mental health organization, um, which was very interesting when it comes to mental health, but I put so much of that into the podcast. I do like a mental health minute at the end of each show, um, like tying in our topic to how that relates to our mental health. Um, but these things are so important so that can we try to prevent somebody else from going through the same thing? Can we help somebody to, to think of these things that we wish we thought of or knew of back then? Because it really, um, not enough people share their stories, not enough people share the realness of what all of this is, bringing up babies or just going through life. Mm -hmm. um, and I know personally, I get so much value from hearing somebody else you know, you never want someone else to struggle. You never want somebody else to go through pain or heartache or hardship, but, but knowing that other people do, because everybody does at some point in some way, shape or form, it just helps us feel, it helps me feel. I, I you just always feel alone in those feelings I find. And just knowing that is, is huge. Yeah, I totally agree. And I would say, um, it's, it's also really important to recognize that one of the most impactful ways to close the stress cycle is to have a conversation with someone who cares. Mm. So you know, we're talking about mental health around this. Um, it might feel like to some of the listeners, like some of these things are out of reach in terms of self-care activities. Like I don't have the ability to pay somebody to come in and take my kids yeah. so that I can go for a run or I can, you know, do whatever. And I get that, you know, it can be very, very challenging or for whatever reason you, you can't, you feel like you can't do these things. I would encourage you to recognize the power of community and connection and work on that because that in itself can be a huge game changer for women. Just finding somebody to talk to about this stuff, whether it is a friend or a mental health professional, mm -hmm. um, or it's a support group online. I mean, there's so many great support groups out there now, but community is critically important to women. And it's, it, it is, it is an effective way to pull you out of fight or flight, which is the stress response and pull you into what's called the relaxation response, which is the second half of stress. And, um, it's pretty much accessible to everybody. And that's why I wanted to raise that because it's low hanging fruit. You know, it's available just like gratitude. That's why I love gratitude as a practice. It doesn't cost anything. It takes two minutes a day and everybody can do it. Um, so it doesn't need to be fancy. Self-care doesn't need to be fancy. And in fact, usually that's not what you need. You don't need a day at the spa. Mm -hmm. Um, what you need is, you know, consistent time to yourself where there's quiet, for example, you know, you might just need quiet, a half an hour of quiet a night. How can you negotiate that? Can you say to, let's say your partner, if you have a partner with you and, um, co-parenting, I would like to take a half an hour in the evenings to myself. Could you do the kids bath so that I can go for a walk or so that I can go listen to a podcast in my bedroom or read a book or whatever? Mm. Yeah, those little things. I, mm -hmm. I love that. That's perfect. Looking for more? Check out birthbabysleep.ca where you'll find new baby resources, prenatal classes, and sleep help during the childhood years. You'll also find me on Facebook and Instagram at birthbabysleep. Don't forget to subscribe and remember to leave a review or a rating so that others can find us. I'm Ashley Cooley and we'll see you back here next time.